Eye on 2020, episode 12. Thank you for joining me on the Eye on 2020 podcast. My name is Ray Eaton, and I will be your host as we move towards November of 2020. I plan to do all the research on these presidential candidates so you don't have to. So if you like politics, enjoy, because if 2020 is anything like 2016, we are in for a treat. Oh, and did I mention I'm a libertarian through and through? Thank you for joining me on Eye on 2020. This is Ray Eaton. I am your host, your libertarian voice as we look at 2020 and see what the ins and outs of all these candidates are as well as the uh, the news of the day that comes out with regards to the 2020 election. If you're new to listening to the show, I do appreciate you uh, tuning in, giving me your ears for a little while. And for those that have listened in the past, I appreciate you coming back Uh Every day I try to make things a little bit better. I try to do a little bit more, and I try to be a little bit more prepared. Uh, If you looked at some of my previous podcasts, if you listen to those, I was using a lot more ums and ahs. I was a little bit less prepared, and I'm trying to get to the point now where this is becoming more of a professional podcast, a libertarian look at the 2020 elections, and that's where we're going. The 2020 elections are not really just around the corner. I mean, we're almost two years out from the from the actual election, but there's a little bit of stuff going on right now. People are ramping up to get their election campaigns going, especially on the Democratic side. And you also have Donald Trump, who's making his, you know, using his, what do they call it, the 3D chess strategy that he has. He's getting everything lined up. He's getting his supporters lined up. He's uh, making sure that he fulfills all his promises to his constituencies he's even gone to the point where he's shutting down the government over this so i think that this is going to be a fun time this is going to be a fun two years and i'm looking forward to being the person that brings all of that news to you day in and day out so i appreciate you that you listen today i appreciate you coming back and i appreciate any new listeners one thing you can do to help me out is to share this podcast with other people uh, you could rate this podcast on your podcatcher, and you can just you know maybe make some good comments. If once I hit Apple Apple Podcasts, I hope that you will take a you know go ahead and give me a good rating and a review, if possible. That would be fun. That'd be fun for me to read those on the on the show as well. I think it'll be an interesting time to. Uh, to grow a good base of people that are interested in hearing about the 2020 elections on a daily basis, and that's where I'm at. We're on episode 12, and I'm excited about that. I got a little email that said that barely any podcasts make it past episode 10, and it said congratulations on your 10th episode. Uh, we're on episode 12 now, and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, what do I, I would love to do the math and see how many days there are if I do a five-day-a-week show, how many days until the 2020 election, because that's what I'm, that's my goal, is to get a Monday through Friday podcast throughout the year, maybe take a week off here and there, because I do take uh, a week off with my family, and we do 
vacations and so forth. But, you know, those are things I can plan for as well because I can make podcasts and then just have them downloaded during that week. And that's something that I, I think I'll end up planning on doing as well. But this is exciting. Episode 12. Thank you for joining me. I think today I'm going to talk a little bit about those candidates that I talked about on episode 11. So if you if you missed episode 11, I went through a list of every single candidate that has submitted their information to the election commission in order to run against Donald Trump or in one guy's case to run against whoever was planning on running in 2020 because that dude literally submitted his information back in 1998. So I wanted to actually just break down that list a little bit. I did a little bit on episode 11, so go back and listen to it if you need to. But I think I'm going to go with the top, you know, five people on that list, maybe the top 10. And the reason why I think I'm going to do that is because those are the people that are most recently deciding to fill out that paperwork. So we're about two years out. People are starting to decide to run against Donald Trump, these independents, and so forth. And I just wanted to Google those people, find out a little bit about who they are, what their views are, and so forth. Because I think that's interesting, especially if you're running as an independent. And these most of these people are not known at all, right? You have um, independents. You, you might have some Joe Blow out there that just thinks that he's going to do it for fun. I would just like to see what their campaign slogans are just a little bit about what they're doing to me that's interesting to find out see if some of these are some joke candidates and so forth that'll be that'll be a fun thing to look at a fun thing to go over and you know lighten things up a little bit as well now you might even have some serious candidates in there as well because people that there are some democrats and some serious democrats i'm sure that have decided to submit their information but I'll also be going back and referring to this list on a regular basis. And the reason why is because you have these, this is the list of people that'll be submitting their information to the election commission to run against Trump in the 2020 election. So that list will be updated on a regular basis. I'm sure you're going to have hundreds of people that come out to run against Donald Trump because they're just unsatisfied with the guy. You're going to have plenty of people that are uh, just doing it for fun, just submitting that information to the the election commission just because they think it's going to be a funny thing to do to show that they're running for president. Who knows? I'm not sure. I wonder how much it costs to run, to submit that information that they're going to run. I wonder if it's a little bit of a fee or $100 or $10 or $10,000. I have heard from a state perspective you have to raise ten thousand dollars just to submit your information if that's the case then these people that have submitted there's 400 of them or 450 of them on that list these people have submitted i doubt all of them spent ten thousand dollars to submit their information to the election commission but i guess we'll find out right because i'm going to look into those things a little bit more and you can come with me on that journey as we as we look at these candidates especially the top the ones that i'm specifically going to look at today are the top five candidates Okay, so let's dig into this uh, this this list. The top five people that are, are the most recent filers for the 2020 election. That's what we'll. St- that's what I'm starting off with. Uh, so far, you have 136 Democratic candidates, 62 Republican candidates, 18 Libertarian ca- candidates, 
10 Green Party candidates, and then 453 people that have filed with the FEC to run for president. The most recent one is a gentleman named Michael James Ott, and he's running as an independent, and he filed on 1-12-2019. So I googled this guy just to see who he is, what does he believe, anything about this guy, anything at all. And this is all coming from Ballotpedia.org. And that's uh, in, on Ballotpedia.org. They are listing every single candidate that's filed with the FEC, but they've also listed potential candidates on this list as well. And then also people that have decided not to run, they're throwing those people up there as well. Uh, just because it's Ballotpedia.org. So I guess they're just trying to make sure that we stick, you know, get everyone's names out there and thrown onto this list. So I'm looking up Michael James Ott. Mr. Michael James Ott, he's going to run as an independent, and if you really get into this guy, there is literally nothing on him at all. Nothing. I can't find a single thing about him online except for on Ballotpedia. And I was, I mean, I, I went down five or ten pages of information, and this guy does not even have a Facebook page or anything, not a LinkedIn page, nothing, nothing at all. So there's not much I can tell you about this guy, except that he's running as an independent. And that's it. That's all I got for you. His name, and he's an independent, and that he filed on 1-12-2019. So let's move down the, the list one more to one more name, and we have a Thomas John Shackett, and he is running unaffiliated, and he filed on 1-12-2019. So we're, I'm looking this guy up as well, and I'm striking out again. I cannot find anything on this guy. You would think as a presidential candidate, if you went through the process of filing with the Federal Elections Commission to become a presidential candidate, the least you could do is throw up a Facebook page or something, right? throw up, I mean, have some kind of information about yourself, get yourself a LinkedIn page, Facebook page, Twitter account even, come on. You know, you could have the Twitter handle Thomas John Shackett 2020 or, you know, Shackett for 2020, whatever. I mean, you could do something, but these people don't seem like they are interested at all, except for the fact that they filed with the FEC to run against Donald Trump in 2020. I would love to know more about these two people. You got Michael James Ott, and you got Thomas John Shackett, but I can't find a single thing on him, which is fine. You're not going to get too many votes if no one could find you. Maybe you'll get one, and that'll be yourself. So enjoy the, uh, the, publici the publicity of having your name as somebody that's going to run in the 2020 presidential election. But I don't see too much going on for this guy. Um, literally, there's not even a Facebook page for him personally. So moving right along, we're going to talk about a Brandon Acker. Brandon W. Acker, he's running as a, uh, as a Democrat. Brandon W. Acker, uh, he is pretty much a ghost on Google when you Google his name as well. But... He does, if you scroll down a little further, you're going to find that he has an Instagram account at 
Acker for America. Brandon W. Acker. A- Acker for America. So that's got to be him. And I, it says, Google News has officially named me the Democratic nominee for 2018. And that's it. Because I can't, when I click on his Instagram account, it then says, the link you followed may be broken or the page may have been removed. Go back to Instagram. Sorry, this page is not available. So maybe he, I mean, the dude submitted back in, you know, a couple days ago. Because, yeah, that was four days ago. Brandon W. Acker submitted to be a Democratic candidate, and then the page has already been removed. Um, and we also have, yeah, and he even does a hashtag 2020. So it says, Google News has officially named me the Democratic nominee for 2018, and then dot, 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 because I can't go further than that. So I think that he must have, uh, he must have posted that on, oh, yeah, he posted that on Instagram, and then he puts hashtag 2020. And then that's at Acker for America on Instagram. He has 246 followers. 289 people are following him. And he's posted 96 times. So he must have been running for president. And then he just submitted his information four days ago to the to the FEC. And then there he is. I'm just trying to find anything else about him. And I can't, there's really nothing about the guy except for that. And he's a ghost because when you click on the Instagram, there's nothing there. I just want to know who the guy is. He's running as a Democrat and no one else knew about this until now because you're listening to Ion 2020 and you'll hear all those things first right here. These people, I I still am getting confused because when you click, when you put your names in their names into Google, you're not finding a single thing on them. The next person on that list is Raymond J. Senny. He's a Democratic Party candidate for 2020. He applied just like the other three people previous to him that I mentioned on 2019. 2019. Uh, I get deep into. Google, and I really find nothing on him. The only place that he's mentioned is on the ballotpedia.org. And then I also see a gentleman named Raymond Sunny. He's 59 years old, East Nassau, New York. But I have no idea if that's our guy or not. He is registered. This person is registered Democrat, though, according to mylife.com. So we don't know much about him except for that. He... Let's see, Raymond Sonny, 60 years old, was born 12-20-1958, currently lives in Nassau, New York, um, and that's about it. He has an income of one hundred to $149,000, that doesn't tell me anything. He is Democrat, so this could be our guy, who knows, uh, but it doesn't say anything about him other than that. No arrest records, no lawsuits, nothing, he's not a sexual offender, and he doesn't have eviction records of any kind. And that's all I got on the guy. So it has his phone number, but that that has that blanked out on here. I'm sure I can get that information if I was willing to buy it off of this website, I'm sure. But I'm not going to because that would be a waste of time. Unless I was going to call the guy and ask him him about his candidacy, which I might have to start doing if I don't start finding some information on these people. Just blows my mind. If I was running for 2020 election, if I went to the FEC and filed the paperwork to run against Donald Trump, you would damn sure see a Facebook page or something up 
you know, and this Acker guy, Brandon Acker, puts a Instagram account up and then it's taken down. So what's going on? I don't understand. Why would you do this? Our, our next two people are going to be Republican Party candidates that are running. We got Rafino Pig and Christopher Brainard. That's got to be a joke. Rafino Pig. Rafino Pig. Uh, anyway, maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong. Maybe it's supposed to be a play on words. Who knows? But I'm going to look these guys up also. See if uh, see if they have any information on Facebook and or anything anywhere on Google when you Google these people's names, because that's what I'm interested in, is finding out who these people are. They, this, These two guys, they applied on for, to run against Donald Trump as Republicans on 1-11-2019, so just five days ago, as of the recording right now. Yeah, we're not going to find anything on this Rafino pig, and we're not going to find anything on this Christopher Brainard right now. On Facebook, there was probably 30 or so of these Christopher Brainards, and uh, Rufino Pig, Rufino is, I think that's an Italian word or another Spanish word or something. So I'm wondering if, I mean, maybe someone can help me with that. What does Rufino mean in whatever language? If you're listening, Rufino, R-E-F-I-N-O. If it was uh, Spanish, it would be Refino. If it's Italian, that would sound pretty similar as well. So, and then pig. So I'm wondering if they're just thinking some word pig and then they're, because if you're going through to apply with the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, to run against Donald Trump, you might have, it might be funny to just throw a little pun out there, who knows, that might be the case though, and that might be what this guy was doing, so you're, I'm jumping into, I mean there's six of these candidates, I've looked at the top six, and I look for information on them, and you can't find a single thing, one of the guys had an Instagram page a couple of weeks back, and he canceled that. So these people obviously are not serious candidates. If I went through all 450 of these candidates with you, you'd probably be bored to death. The only thing that would be entertaining you is me. And I am here to entertain, but I'm also here to give you as, not, as much serious information as I can regarding the 2020 election. That is why you're listening to Ion 2020, so you can get the most up-to-date information on the 2020 election. So keep tuning in. Keep on listening to hear more about this 2020 election as we go forward. I'm going to be bringing you all the news, all the updates about these candidates, about the dirt, about the gossip, whatever I can. We're going to take it from a libertarian's perspective because that's who I am. Your libertarian, your libertarian voice for the 2020 election. Here I am. I'm here to stay. I'm on episode 12, baby. And you can't, you can't stop listening now. Just keep on tuning in. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube or, to, or subscribe through whatever podcatcher that you are listening on. As a matter of fact, maybe I should get a YouTube page going. Maybe I will. You never know. That's something that I've been thinking about doing. Thinking about getting a web page. Thinking about bringing you guys more content from other standpoints, like an eye on the empire or eye on. I could use that for pretty much anything, right? Eye on whatever. That'll be the branding that I have. I think Ion 2020, the reason why I came up with that is just because 2020 election, 2020 vision, that's a little bit of pun on that. Libertarians seem to have 2020 vision on the economy. And here we are. We all will also have 2020 vision on the 2020 elections. Keep your keep your ears tuned in on the Ion 2020 
podcast because that's what you're listening to. And my name is Ray Eaton. I hope to hear you or see you soon when you come back to the Eye on 2020 podcast. Keep your eyes on 2020. One quick update on this, and uh, I just wanted to bring this to you really fast. I did find Julian Castro. He he submitted his information on 12-19-2018, and he is definitely a serious candidate. Now, he submitted his stuff to the FEC as unknown. I'm not sure why he would do that, but he did submit over about a month ago now to the FEC to go in and become a candidate to run in for 2020. That's Julian Castro, and I mentioned him on a previous podcast. He is the candidate that was the mayor of San Antonio, and he was also the host and urban development uh, member for the Obama administration, and they say that he is very well, you know, I hate to say well-spoken because people love to use that word against people when they say that, but he, he's very um, charismatic, that's a better word to put, because that's a, in a he's a very charismatic character, he's a very charismatic person, but he does have that one issue type candidacy, which is I'm running to become the uh, immigration candidate. Being Hispanic, you could see why, but he needs to have way more issues that he develops going forward because you know taking an anti-war stance might be helpful for him to bring people over from the republican side or those independent voters side um and that's definitely would play strength for him but yeah i found julian castro the first person that you could actually find any information on and he's probably about the 15th name down that list over at ballotpedia.org